0: people of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome to worship here with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the first time, whether you are here in our sanctuary or joining us from home, it is a joy to welcome you. We give thanks that you are here, a part of our worshiping community this day. If you are in our sanctuary, there is a red folder in your pew, and we invite you to take that and note your presence and pass it to your neighbors so they can do the same. If you are visiting, we would love the chance to follow up with you in the coming week, and so please include enough information so that we can do that well and connect with you in the coming days. I am pleased to report that our mission trip team safely arrived in West Virginia yesterday. Uh, They are making one overnight stop before they go to the Folklife Center where they'll be working for the week. They will arrive there later today. But we give thanks for traveling mercies and ask that you continue to keep them all in your prayers this week. Their names, and you'll hear this a little bit later too, but their names are listed in your bulletin. Not just so you can look at them once, but so you can be actively praying for them by name in the week to come. But you can tell Pastor Alex wrote this announcement because he left his own name out. So grab a pencil or a pen and write his name in there too because he needs our prayers as much as these other folks do and he is also with them in West Virginia this week. So please be praying for that group. They will be leading us in worship next week upon their return. Always a wonderful day in the life of our church to hear about their experiences throughout the week. So please hold them in prayer and be sure to join us for worship next week. It promises to be a wonderful day, a wonderful reminder of God's movement in the lives of our young people. Friends, it is a gift to worship God. It is a gift to do so among friends and family and friends who are like family. It is a gift to worship as this church community. As we seek to open ourselves to God's movement in our lives, let us be still. Let us know that God is near. Let us worship God together this day.
1: as you are able, and join us in our responsive call to worship. We gather as people on a journey. We believe and we have doubts. We honor God and we sin against God. We are imperfect and still believe God. Love and grace, hope and faith, these are the essence of the one we call God. We open our hearts to God this day. We come before God to worship. Speak to us, God, move among us. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so our souls long for you. Our souls thirst for God, for the living God. So inspire our hearts, enlighten our minds, guide our actions and our worship this day. Let us worship God together. Please continue to stand and join us singing hymn number 515, I Come With Joy.
2: When we keep our faults and failures locked safely away, we have no need to confess that there are times when God reaches into our hearts and opens it to seek forgiveness. Sometimes that is least when we expect it. But God opens us to forgiveness with hope and peace. Let us come now before God confessing our sin using the prayer of confession as found in the bulletin. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you, in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. beloved church, while it is true that we have sinned, it is a greater truth that we are forgiven through God's love in Jesus Christ. To all who humbly seek the mercy of God, let us proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Give thanks. You have received a light that no darkness can put out, the light of love, peace, and joy. Let us share that peace with one another through American Sign Language, which we have been using, by saying, the peace of Christ be with you. The peace of Christ be with you, and also with you. The peace of Christ be with you all and also with you. Peace of Christ be with you all. Also with you.
0: tucker hello rory we're so glad you're here so glad you're here have a seat bud so i don't know if you know this but it's a really exciting day in the life of our church can i tell you why, why? don't sound excited yeah. why why it's because today what? Thank you. We are ordaining and installing officers. And that feels like a fancy thing that we don't always understand sometimes. What it means is that, oh, hi, Rafaela, come on over. It means that there are people in our congregation who have said yes to serve as officers in our church, as elders, as deacons, as trustees, as people who have different jobs in the life of our church and seek to care for our church in a wider way. That is one thing that's happening today. The other thing, which I already mentioned, we have a mission trip team that is in West Virginia right now. Yes. I know, my sister's on it. Your sister's on it, great. So, you know what else is exciting? I'm sure there were a lot of people who were wondering what Rachel was up to today. Did did any of you, were any of you handed these yellow slips when you came in today? Yes. Sound excited, Tucker. Yes, (laughs) yes. And wave them out there. How many of you have these yellow slips that you were given today? Guess what's on them? People say, huh, that's strange. This just says, what does that say? Do you know whose name that is? Brandon Brandon Keys, mission trip. Every single one of these has the name of a student on the mission trip, or a leader on the mission trip, or a new elder, or or a new deacon, or a new trustee every single one of these. And our job this week, and really I would say beyond this week, but especially this week, is to pray for all of these people. So every single person out here, they don't even know it yet. They have been given a specific person to pray for, to pray for the, the ways they've been called into this church, whether that's on the mission trip or as an officer, to pray for their hearts and their minds, to pray that they might know God's presence, to pray that things are okay with their health, with their family, that they stay safe. The, end, the number of prayers we could offer is endless. And some people out here might be saying, well, hey, I didn't sign up for this, but you know what they did? You want to know why? Because they're a part of the church. And as part of the church, as a community of faith, This is part of what we do for one another. We pray for one another. So in the same way I'm going to challenge you all, I'm challenging all of them to take home whatever name they were given. And guess what? The best part is you don't even have to know the name of the person on there because you can still pray for them. That's the best part. So they're going to take this home, and we're going to invite them to either, I don't know, put it on their bathroom mirror or in the dashboard of their car or in their wallet where they always go for their credit card or somewhere somewhere where they're going to see it regularly. And all of these people we're going to pray for throughout the course of this week and in the weeks to come. And I hope, I hope six months from now, someone stumbles upon this little piece of paper in their house and says, oh my goodness, Brandon, I wonder how he's doing. I should pray for him right now. Because that is what it means to be the church. We are always in prayer for one another. We are always sharing God's love with one another, and we're going to do that today. So your job, there might be people out here who surreptitiously managed to not get one of these. We're going to make sure they do. You're going to help me with that in a second. But I also want to make sure, and some people might end up with two, and that's okay too, because we can pray for so many people. But I want you to be praying for these folks this week too. And so when you get home, maybe a good place to put it is on your refrigerator. Your mom or dad or grandparent or aunt or uncle could help you with that. And... We're going to be praying for all these people because they're important people in the life of our church, just as you are, and we're going to pray special prayers for them in these coming days. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Sound excited, Tucker? Yes! Yes, it does! We're going to pray for you on this mission trip one day, buddy, just like this. Let's pray together. You all can repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for our new church officers. And our mission trip team. Help us to pray for them today and all week, and anytime we come across their name. Because we are the church, and we are called to share your love. Amen. So, I'm going to give you a few, and first of all, I want you each to, if you don't have one, raise your hand, we're going to bring you one, but maybe our deacons did a spectacular job, but I'm going to give you each a few more, and you are going to go deliver them to someone you don't know, and say, and it might be their second one, that's okay, and you can say, please pray for them as you go off to music with Mr. Carpenter, okay? okay? All right, there you go, Rory. Give those out to somebody in the pews and say, please pray for them. Some get, Oh, there's folks in the back who don't have any. Tucker, you got the back. Go to the back. See those hands up? Hand them out back there.
1: Let us pray. Living God, help us to hear your holy word with open hearts and open minds. May your word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Friends, there is a responsive reading of Psalm 42 in your bulletin, I invite you to join me as we listen for God's word together. As the deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, Where is your God? These things I remember, as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar, deep calls to deep at the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and your billows have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk about mournfully because the enemy oppresses me? As with a deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me continually, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him my help, and my God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together again. Merciful God, the grass withers and the flower fades, but your word will stand forever. And so as we seek to be open to your word this day, Spirit of the living God, melt us and mold us. Fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, today marks the last Sunday in this worship series that we have been calling Breathing Room. As many of you know, in these weeks of worship, we've been talking about creating breathing room in our life, in our worship together. Breathing room that reminds us who we are. Breathing room that reminds us whose we are. Breathing room that slows us down and breathing room that reminds us no matter what is going on in the wider world. It is in God that we live and move and have our being. We started this series, I'm going to take you back, and for those who weren't here, we're going to catch you up a little bit. We started this series with the reminder that not only is God as close as the air we breathe, but God's name lives in our very breath, with every breath. And with that truth in the front of our minds, we were challenged to consider how our lives might change if we began to be nourished by that truth every day. To remember that with every breath, no matter what is happening around us or within us, with every breath, we can know the immeasurable love and grace of God. And suddenly, praise of God, love of God, would be as automatic, as essential as every breath we take. From my first and with my last, I will praise the name of God. (sighs) Next, we looked to the story of Mary and Martha, where Mary was intentionally creating some of this breathing room we're talking about with Jesus sitting at his feet, hanging on his every word, inhaling the love of God. Meanwhile, her sister, remember this, meanwhile, her sister Martha was left alone to prepare everything in the house, everything for the table for the guests. However, rather than choose to see Martha's efforts as frivolous and silly, we framed Martha's efforts with the same lens that we framed Mary's. If Mary was inhaling the love of God, then Martha was exhaling that love back into the world, which is a beautiful and wonderful thing to do. But Jesus reminded Martha that Mary had chosen the better part not because Martha's role wasn't important, but because in order to exhale God's love into the world over and over and over again, you have to inhale that love first. In order to have love and grace and mercy and justice to, to pour out into the world in beautiful and faithful ways, you have to be willing to inhale God's love and grace and mercy and justice first. You can't just exhale forever. Forever. The third week, we went with the Apostle Paul to Galatia as he sought to remind the church of the gifts of the Spirit, gifts that had the power to transform individuals and entire communities if taken seriously. Gifts like joy and peace, patience and kindness, gifts that encourage the people of God to relinquish control on the things of this world and instead breathe Paul's version of one of our favorite prayers. Spirit in, self out. Spirit in, self out. And in the fourth week, last week, we went with Jesus as he fed 5,000. When an exhausted and weary group of disciples were told that they needed to feed the crowd that was gathered... Their response, remember, was Jesus, we can't do that. We have nothing. Just these two fish and five loaves, it's not even enough to feed the twelve of us. We have nothing. And Jesus responded, Do you remember? Then bring me your nothing. And from that nothing, 5,000 were fed. A profound reminder that even during the times of our lives when we feel like we have nothing to give, when there's no gas left in our tank, no energy left to offer, no hours left in the day, no words that will make a difference, when we're tired and weary and life is falling apart and we've got nothing to offer, Jesus turns to us too. And says, then bring me your nothing. And let me show you what I can do with nothing. And today we round out this series with a proclamation from the psalmist who cries out, As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you. My soul thirsts for you. My soul longs for you. I'm curious what things come to your mind when you think about things you have longed for in this life. I imagine, depending on the day or the moment, any one of our longings have ranged from the deep and profound to the frivolous and the silly, I imagine each one of us have longed for everything from deep connection with other human beings, to healing in mind or body, to financial security, to a good report card, to, to a chocolate milkshake. And I also imagine that depending on the longing presenting itself at any given point in time, any one of us have been willing to go well out of our way to attain that desire perhaps even changing an entire day or week or or your entire life around to attain it. Heck, I've been willing to drive several miles in the wrong direction for a milkshake before. But Psalm 42, Psalm 42 asks us, are we a people who long for God with that same fervor? Are we willing to pause everything just for God? Are we willing to turn the car around and drive in the opposite direction because we know God is calling us to? Do we think about God in the morning or talk to God throughout the day? Because, as Victorio Riolano reminds us, the word longing in the psalm, well, it goes far beyond a momentary want. The original meaning of the word used by the psalmist is to cry out. In other words, the one who longs cries out for what they need and is desperate for the object of their affection. When the psalmist says, as the deer longs for the streams of water, this imagery is not a fleeting desire of an animal. Instead, the psalmist is keenly aware the deer cannot sustain herself without that water. Having water once a week or or when times get tough, that's not going to cut it for the deer. For deer, water is needed several times throughout the day, so much so that mature deer make their homes close to small water sources, so they can always be in proximity of this basic need. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. This verse reminds us that the Lord is the source of our strength, the source of our rejuvenation and spiritual nourishment. God has no desire for us to be thirsty Christians in need of refreshing. God does not want us to only seek God out when we are feeling spiritually depleted. When we get to one of those, I've got nothing moments. Instead, like the deer, God wants us to camp out in God's presence. To see God as our resting place. Our soul's desire should be to remain in a continual state of seeking God. Through prayer, through worship, through studying God's word, in all of these ways and many others, we refresh ourselves in the streams of God's presence. But do we really want this? It's a serious question. Do do we actually yearn for the closeness with God that all of this breathing room could provide? Because it's one thing to imagine this life with God or think, oh, well, that sounds really nice, but it's an entirely different thing to try and live it To try and live with God's name in our breath, in every breath. To inhale the love of God, to intentionally take time to inhale the love of God every day. It's an entirely different thing to believe that the gifts of God's Spirit matter a great deal. And that Jesus can do miraculous and amazing things with our nothing at all. It's an entirely different thing to long for God, to thirst for this closeness that all this breathing room could create. But do we want it? Do you want it? Are you willing to drive miles in the wrong direction for it or to change your day or your week or your life around to get it? Do you want to long for God in this same way? Because God sure does want you. There's no question about that. I'm going to close today with a selection from an essay written by Mother Teresa, titled, I Thirst. Except that contrary to what you might assume, it's not written from the perspective of the one who thirsts or should thirst for God. But rather, it is written from the perspective of God who longs for you, who thirsts for you. Listen to her words. I thirst for you. Yes, that is the only way to even begin to describe my love for you. I thirst for you. I thirst to love and be loved by you. That is how precious you are to me. I thirst for you. Come to me and fill your heart and heal your wounds. If you feel unimportant in the eyes of the world in any way, that matters not at all. For me, there is no one any more important in the entire world than you. I thirst For you. Open to me. Come to me, thirst for me, give me your life, and I will prove to you how important you are to my heart. No matter how far you may wander, No matter how often you forget me, no matter how many crosses you may bear in this life, there is one thing I want you to remember always, one thing that will never change. I thirst for you, just as you are. You don't need to change to believe in my love, for it will be your belief in my love that will change you. You forget me, and yet I am seeking you every moment of the day, standing at the door of your heart and knocking. All your life, I have been looking for your love. I have never stopped seeking to love and be loved by you. Oh, you have tried many other things in your search for happiness. why not try opening your heart to me right now? More than you ever have before. Because I thirst for you. Oh, that we might long for God with the same love through which God longs For each of us, may it be so. Amen.
2: Let us continue our praise of God this day by singing together Abide with Me, verses one, three, and four. Hymn number 836.
1: Please join me as we affirm our faith through these words from the Apostles' Creed. As we seek to follow Christ in this world, let us share what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated.
2: In his letter to the Colossians, the Apostle Paul wrote, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord... Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. With thanksgiving for the love and grace of Jesus Christ, let us give generously to our Lord and to the mission work of this church and the church of Jesus Christ. Will the ushers please come forward to receive today's offering? Gracious God, we thank you for the blessings from that we have seen and known, and for the blessings that we do not see or know. Grant that your goodness may so penetrate our hearts and minds that all our decisions and actions may express our gratitude and love. In Jesus' name we give thanks. Amen. Please join me in the opening litany for ordination and installation and commission as it is printed in your bulletin. There are a variety of gifts, but it is the same Spirit who gives them. There There are are different ways
0: ways of serving serving God, God, but but it is is the the same same Lord who is served.
2: God works through each person in a unique way, but it is God's purpose that is accomplished. To each is given given a a gift gift of the Spirit Spirit to be be used used for for the the
0: common good.
2: Together, we are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We are all called into the Church of Jesus Christ by baptism and marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling to to be disciples and servants of our servant Lord. Within the community of the church, some are called to particular service as deacons, elders, and trustees. Ordination and installation to particular service as a deacon, elder, or minister is, God's, is Christ's gift to the church, assuring that the ministry of God continues among us, providing for ministries of caring and compassion in the world, Ordering the governance of the church and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. The commissioning of disciples to the particular role of trustee reminds us that the call of Christ is to a willing, dedicated discipleship. Our discipleship is a manifestation of the new life we enter through baptism, and it is both a gift and a commitment, an offering and a responsibility. On behalf of the Session of Morrisville Presbyterian Church
3: and representing the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, it is my privilege to present the following individuals for ordination, installation and commission as Church Officers. The Session of Morrisville Presbyterian Church now ordains Bill Miller and Eric Moyer-Harrington to the Office of Deacon and Shelley Stoddard to the Office of Elder and installs them all to active service. The session installs to active service those who have been previously ordained. Deacons Jennifer Jones, Beth Keyes, Cindy Moscow, Christy Stevenson, Tim Stover, and Wendy Yejujan. And elders Carol Carpenter, Don Fluke, Wendy McCleskey, and Lisa Zazu. The session also commissions Rob Dugan, Jim Lytle, and Seth McHenry to serve as trustees of Marsville Presbyterian Church. Will you all please join us at the front.
0: Friends, having been chosen by God through the voice of Morrisville Presbyterian Church to be ordained, installed, and commissioned as officers in this church, I invite you to answer the following constitutional questions Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge Him Lord of all and Head of the Church, and through Him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? If so, please answer I do. Do you accept the Scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be, by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ in the Church universal and God's Word to you? If so, please answer, I do. do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our Church, as authentic and reliable expositions of what Scripture leads us to believe and do, And will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God? If so, please answer, I do and I will with God's help. I do and I
4: will with God's
0: help. Will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? If so, please answer, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. Will you be governed by our church's polity? And will you abide by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them, subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. I will, with God's help. Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. I will, with God's help. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? If so, please answer, I do. I do. And will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. I will, with God's
2: help. For you, those serving as deacons, here is a question for you. Will you be a faithful deacon teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendless and those in need? In your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. For those serving as elders. Will you be faithful elder, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, I will with God's help.
4: I will with God's help.
2: And for those being commissioned as trustees, do you welcome the responsibility of the office of trustee because you are determined to follow the Lord Jesus, to love neighbors, and to work for the reconciling of the world? If so, please answer, I do. I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? And will you pray for and serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Relying on God's mercy and rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit? If so, please answer I will with God's help.
3: And now, questions for the congregation. Do we, the members of Morrisville Presbyterian Church, accept these individuals as deacons, elders, and trustees chosen by God through the voice? of this congregation to guide us in the way of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, we do, we do. Do we agree to encourage them, to respect their decisions, and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is the head of the church?
0: If so, please answer, we do, we do. At this time, I invite those who are being ordained to kneel And I invite all ordained elders or ministers of the word and sacrament to come forward for the laying on of hands. At the conclusion of our prayer, I will invite all of you to join in the prayer that is printed in your bulletin. But if you are an elder in any capacity, you're welcome to join us at the front. Let us pray. Eternal God, throughout the ages, you have been faithful to your covenant people, whom you have called out of bondage and redeemed to be your own. In every time and place, you have chosen servants from among your people to point the way to salvation. We are grateful for ancestors in the faith who followed without fear, placing their trust in you alone. We thank you for people in every age who have nurtured your people in faith and faithfulness in righteousness and peace, in mercy and love. And above all, we praise you for Jesus Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life to set others free. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit upon Eric and Bill, that they might be faithful deacons in the church. Together with Jen, Beth, Cindy, Christy, Tim, and Wendy, give them openness to the Spirit's leading that together they may see and serve wherever there is need. Train all of them in the school of prayer that they may express the compassion of Christ for the poor and the friendless, the sick, the grieving, and the troubled. Equip them with courage to bear the gospel into the halls of power and to communicate your presence and might among those who are powerless. In everything, give them the mind of Christ who did not grasp at greatness, but emptied himself to become a servant of your reign. Give them joy in their walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for the work of ministry. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit upon Shelley, that she might be a faithful elder in the church. Empower her alongside Carol, Dawn, Wendy, and Lisa, so that all might serve faithfully in this time in the life of your church. Give them all prudence and sound judgment, wisdom and courage to order the life of the church in obedience to your word. Nourish them all in the life of the Holy Spirit that they may exercise the ministry of discipline with humility and compassion. Guide them in governance on this session and in every court of the church that they may be servant leaders following Christ who came not to be served but to serve and to give his life to set others free. Give them joy in their walk of faith and a sure sense of your abiding presence for the work of ministry. God of grace, pour out your Holy Spirit on Rob, Jim, and Seth that they may join with others to serve faithfully as trustees in this church. Bless them that they might maintain, protect, and preserve the church's property, being wise stewards who count the cost. May they see our buildings as holy places where the hungry are fed the thirsty given a cup, the wounded healed, and the tasks of your kingdom planned and accomplished. May they spend and invest our resources wisely and honestly, reminded always that where our treasure is, our heart will be also. Let our trustees know that as individuals called by you, they are called to serve the mission of the church, and that unless the Lord builds the house, those who work so hard labor in vain. Let us all remember that our vocation is to construct your house and lead your people in Christ's mission, and that without him we can do nothing. And hear us now as we join our voices together, O God, offering this collective prayer for the officers of our church. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon your servants whom you called through baptism as your own. Grant them the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Give them the gifts of your Holy Spirit to build up the Church, to strengthen the common life of your people, and to lead with compassion and vision. In the walk of faith and for the work of ministry, give to your servants gladness and strength, discipline and hope, humility, humor and courage, an abiding sense of your presence. And give us courage and discipline to follow where your servants lead us, that together we may declare your wonderful deeds and share your love with the world. Through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. Amen. You may stand. Friends, you are now deacons, elders, and trustees in the Church of Jesus Christ and for this congregation. Be faithful and true in your ministry so that your whole life, will bear witness to our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you this day and forevermore. Amen. Friends, please join me in welcoming these new officers to Morrisville Presbyterian Church. You may be seated. You all may be seated. Thank you. And friends, as they make their way back to their seats, please stand and join us singing our closing hymn, number 314, Longing for Light, We Wait in Darkness. Friends, I invite you to pray for these folks this week, in the weeks, months to come. If you would like to pray for more, I'm going to have this after service, and would invite you to come by and take another name, or two names, or three names, or five names. Friends, your God so thirsts for you, longs for you in every way. It is my deep prayer that in this breathing room we have created as a worshiping community, you might take that into your life and long for God with the same love that God longs for you. May it be so in all that we do. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those you are called to love this day and forevermore and together we say amen